Hey, hey. Yo. Yeah. Lots yeah. of things going on there this weekend. What were you up to? Forget about me. I don't want to. No, no. Let's, the let's holiday was you. two days. And then yeah. Friday you were off too. Yeah. What'd yeah. you do? Well, Wednesday night was the start of the Yom Kippur holiday. Yeah. Thursday was the fast. The, to sundown, the, the, right? Right. And then on Friday I had to go to a wedding oh. in Idaho, a state I've never been in oh, before. Oh, very close to where I was uh, on Saturday. Well, and Friday, for that matter. You know what I was thinking, George? We were talking before we all you know, took this little break that we had, um, and you were saying that you had to schlep from L.A. to New York, then New York, you had to try and get to Pullman, Washington, right? Yes. You said it was a very difficult thing to do, correct? It was very challenging. Okay, I also had a bit of a planes, trains, and automobiles kind of situation. To get so to this I, wedding, I, yes. I'd like to, yeah, I'd like to hear how your, your travel went, and then I'll... I'll try and match it or beat it. All right, so I, I, I talked about this a little bit on Thursday. I was in New York mm-hmm. um, for some ESPN business. Yep. So I had to fly from New York to Seattle because there were no flights that would get me into the Pullman regional area uh, in time for me to, I don't know, do what I needed to do to get ready for the game the next day. So I decided to take an early flight from New York City to Seattle. Now, from Seattle to Pullman, Washington, is at minimum four and a half hours and likely closer to five hours based on traffic and things of that nature. So I took the first flight in, and or first flight out of New York to Seattle, got to Seattle at about 12.15 local time, and then drove to Pullman and got to Pullman at about 5.35 or so. Uh, so, yeah, not easy. And the last two hours are one lane in, one lane out, so you're doing this thing where you either are sitting behind a car the whole time or you're going to pass them at some point um, and go around them while you're driving in the lane that the oncoming traffic is supposedly coming. Mm-hmm. So not ideal. Plenty of coppers out there and uh, not fun. And then I had to do that on the way back, trying to make a 930 flight out of Seattle to get back to L.A. because I didn't want to spend an extra night in Washington. So, 9.30 p.m.? Yeah. So my game on was Saturday over. night. Game was over at 4.04 p.m. Yeah. Made it to Seattle with my best NASCAR impersonation by 8.35 into the rental car facility out to the terminal. And made the flight. And made the flight, yeah. And did you travel back to Seattle from Pullman by yourself? No. Beto Duran was with me both ways. Okay. That's impressive. That's really impressive. We were a team on the way back. We were literally like a NASCAR team. He was looking out for cops and, uh, you know, keeping us abreast of the situation, which, by the way, there was a unfortunate i'm not saying this lightly there was a deadly accident on one of the highways near seattle which is what the highway we had to go on but we were two and a half hours away from the accident and uh it cleared up by the time we got there so we didn't get stuck in any traffic we would have missed the flight had we gotten stuck in any of that traffic um because by the time we get to the rental car and then it's like a shuttle that takes like 15 or 20 minutes and then the boarding process as you know gets cut off before the flight takes off about 15 or 20 minutes early so yeah it was it was close but we made it on time because of the teamwork uh the the latino heat of beto duran and george sedona well hola and good afternoon to manos de piedras himself beto duran um let me tell you something george that is the glamorous life of a network caliber play-by-play man. Now, Al Michaels flies in a private jet. Um, Lewis Riddick flies in a private jet. But, George, you are grinding the cross-country flight and the four-and-a-half-hour drive to get to Pullman, Washington, to call USC versus Washington State. And, by the way, good win for USC. 
they were going to win that game no matter who the head coach was. They probably were going to win that game no matter who the quarterback was. Really great win for USC, George. On the flip side, on the other side of town, UCLA. Two weeks of monster hype. The worst possible time to take a bye, not their own doing, of course, and then to lose to a team from the Mountain West Conference in spectacular last-second fashion as Fresno State comes to town. And that's not Derek Carr's Fresno State team. So just off the top of my head here, you got to say, got to see a great win by USC and got to see a new quarterback who, by the way, has all the high school credentials to say he's like the number one player in the country a year ago. And then UCLA, on the other hand, just a complete, massive, gigantic L. And Fresno State social media team taking down the letters in the Hollywood sign other than just the L and saying, thanks, Los, L-O-S-S, thanks, Los Angeles, we're out of here. Fresno State had their fun at UCLA's expense. They did, they did. Uh, There could be a little bit of a quarterback controversy, perhaps, uh, at USC if uh, both players are healthy and both are a little dinged up. Jackson Dart got hurt in the game after Keaton Slovis got knocked out of the game, and that's how Jackson got in the game. He got hit in the knee pretty bad, and they had to put a brace on him, but he finished the game out. It was a wild scene. Um, Look, USC was down 14-0, and it was like, I don't know, a minute or two to go in the half, and they scored on a fourth and nine. A fourth and nine. (laughs) Um, They scored a touchdown to cut the lead in half right before the half, and they were able to ride that momentum afterwards. I had people texting me during the game saying, I'm done with USC. I'm done with the program. They've sucked me back in. And now look at them. They look terrible, blah, blah, blah. Nobody was saying that at the end of the third quarter because they yeah. came out in the third quarter and the fourth quarter and just stomped Washington State. Yeah. Um, they they were down 14-7 and a half to your point. And then what was it the, in the third quarter? They scored 25 points? Well, they scored, they, they scored 40-some-odd unanswered. Um, so yeah. there you go. Yeah, yeah, 45 total unanswered. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, I, I think you're right, just by the way. just These are first thoughts, top of our head. We're just getting on the air. We're just getting loosened up. I think you're right. I think USC is going to have a major quarterback controversy on their hands. Um, Slovis, there he doesn't have George. He's not entrenched is what I'm trying to say. You know, he came in and took over a couple years ago, did not have a great year, although last year I'm kind of going to write it off. He was not off to a great start here for USC the beginning of this season. And this kid, Jackson Dart, by the way, what a name to be a quarterback. Jackson. Spelled with an X, everybody. J-A-X-S-O-N. Jackson. That's cool. And then the last name, Dart. That's a great name for a quarterback. Jackson Dart. That's a guy who's going to be a number one overall pick just by name alone, I think. I mean, he was very good. I was very impressed. He was a little shaky early on. Um, do we have any of that audio or does Chris have all that? Because there was actually one play where he threw an interception where I caught, I kind of called it at the beginning, like as he was throwing the ball. I said in mid-throw, in mid throw, an ill-advised pass, and then I was like, and it's intercepted. <laughs> because I knew immediately what the way he was running. He was running to his right. He was throwing off balance. He kind of side-armed it. It was bad, like, coming out. And I was like, oh, that's not going to be good. And, of course, it wasn't good. Yeah. Um, well, my guess is, Laura, we don't have any of that audio. Oh, we, uh, I can send it to you later. I just because just of that one, it's the one that I look smart um, because I'll I actually it. called an interception uh, on it. Anyway, um, Laura, well, you, have, you, you have a, uh, a travel story, too, don't you? I do. I traveled to Cincinnati and the airline who my friend booked. Um, messed up our flights and sent. Wait, us- wait, wait. 
What do you mean they messed up your flights? How so, did they mess up your flights? So we were supposed to have a one-hour layover in Denver, and we were doing a red-eye flight, and then we were supposed to get to Cincinnati around 11.30 in the morning. And um, I was like, cool, you know, it gives us a whole day. Not that there's anything to do in Cincinnati, but, you know, it gives us a whole day. Like just to You were of- very excited about Cincinnati <laughs> when I spoke to you. I was, because I, I'd never been. I'm like, you know, let's go, whatever. I, I like You're to You're one of the explore. few people I've ever heard excited to be in Cincinnati. You know, Wait, man, I had determined it, there's nothing to do there? There's well, just nothing to do? You get stuck for a day in Cincinnati? No, 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 no. There, I mean, I had fun. I actually had a really good time. But I'm just saying I was excited to have days off <laughs> and more so than being in Cincinnati. But anyways, that's not the story. So we get to the airport. They couldn't find our flight. The guy's like, hey, I don't know what's going on, but I have a flight leaving. Um, that's gonna, it's a, It has a layover. He didn't say how long the layover was. He's like, I, it has a layover, but you got to run. He goes, because it's boarding now. And um, he's like, if not, I don't know when we're going to have you be in Cincinnati. I was like, uh-uh, I already paid for my stuff. Let's go. So we literally run, we get to the gate, whatever. It doesn't give you any information on the boarding pass. Then we're in the airplane and we ask the girl like, hey, you know, so how long is a layover? And she goes, oh, it, it's in Orlando. I was like, yeah, yeah, they told us it's in Orlando, but how long Wait, is the layover? Wait, you, you flew to Orla- from Cincinnati right. to Orlando? No, 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 no from, LA, like from L.A. From so L.A. Well, L.A. to, to Orlando to Cincinnati? Yeah. So that they seems ridiculous Terrible. too. Exactly. Horrible. Horrible. I don't know how. So the whole story is that we had a 10... 11 and a half hour layover in Orlando to get to Cincinnati. Oh, and no. I was so upset. And then, so my friend booked the flight through, uh, through Travelocity and all this other stuff to save money, which was fine. You know, I'd never flown with Frontier before. And the guy in the, the guy in the front was actually really nice. And the, the girl on the plane was really nice. So I didn't have like a bad situation there. It was just, they changed the flight last minute. Didn't bother emailing her and then when we were calling the automated system, they were like, oh, you're not getting to Cincinnati till the 18th. I was like, whoa, hold up. What? Like, it's Thursday. This is a problem. And then on her email, she finally got one and it said that we were leaving Orlando at 1130. And I'm like, OK, so who's telling us the truth? Because now Frontier is telling us we don't leave here till 430 p.m. So. Travel well, that's your city. problem right there is Frontier. Yeah, start with Frontier. That is well, the yeah, first problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why Frontier again? So my friend just booked it through Travelocity. That's why. Yeah, you have a bad friend. <laughs> I mean, she was cool. She, like, did all the planning. It just didn't work out. So Is this friend the person that we know? No, no, it's a girl. It's a homegirl. Is she a friend? No, or, no, no, oh, a girl. No, it's, no, it's a this friend. friend. Is she someone we know? Oh no, it's not her. I know who. I, I, I know it's not her. It's not Janice, basically. No, it's not Janice. <laughs> Janice was flying with her work. She what actually. What did you do in Orlando for twelve hours in the airport? Okay, if no, I was not in the airport. So this okay. girl ends so up having family in there. The yeah. No, no, no. So she has family there. So they actually we ended up going to her family's house. Oh, okay. And just passed out. But if Laura would have had her ESPN ID, I would have totally gone to World Disney. Disney. World. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I didn't oh, have man. it. Disney but World is much better than Disneyland, I got to be honest with you. I've never been, so I was kind of mad that I didn't have my badge. The only thing that sucks is that it's in you know Orlando and in it's Orlando. sweltering yeah, and hot and humid. But, right. right, the weather in Disneyland is tremendous. Um, the park at Disney World is much better. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's bigger. So. There's a lot more stuff going on. Yeah. yeah. So funny story, because you mentioned Janice. Janice actually flew earlier than us and had Walker Bueller on her flight. <laughs> really? She was like freaking out, FaceTiming us, telling us like, oh, my God, Walker <laughs> Bueller's right here. 
And I was well, like, I got to tell you mean? guys, all this travel sounds Wait, horrible. why was Walker Bueller on her flight? Because I guess he traveled earlier. when Because the team was playing that night on Wednesday. So I was like, there's no way. Yeah. And then apparently he was off that day. So I guess they had him leave early or for whatever reason. Or, or right. not leave late? Or he was there before, know. The, before yeah, the Dodgers he was there. got there. Yeah, so oh. he was there. And she was like, yo, that's Walker Bueller. I'm like, no. But it turned out to be him in first wow. class. Let me That's tell you crazy. something, George, Laura, Lindsay, you know, so far, um, I thought I had like, I wouldn't call it travel issues, hardly. It's just, I, it was planes, trains, and automobiles, lots of different kinds of carriers. But you guys are, to go from New York, to fly to Seattle, to then drive and schlep to Pullman, Washington, sounds terrible. To get to the airport, have your flight canceled, and have to go to Orlando to get to Cincinnati, sounds horrible. All I did was fly to Boise, Idaho, first time ever there. Take a bus from Boise, Idaho, two and a half hours out to Sun Valley, Idaho, which was no big deal. Wait, wait. Deal. You took a bus? Yeah. Like you didn't rent a car? No, no, no. Hold on a second. When I say I took a bus, I don't want you to think I, I took a Greyhound, which... Right. That's what I, that's what I envisioned. You no, want no, a Greyhound. No, 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 no. no, no. Like, I not had, there's like, anything wrong with that, but no, I just no. don't see you as the Greyhound guy. I'm not. And it wasn't okay. me. It was, it was the, the, the people whose wedding it was. They'd arrange oh, they for had a bus for the people arriving. Right. Yes. Right, right. And then yes. so that... But then... Had to, to drive from uh, Sun Valley, Idaho. Again, I'd never been here. Out in the middle of nowhere, Idaho. I don't know what the name of the town is, but there was nothing. Not a damn thing around other than this wedding. Was it a dry county? Um, I don't know that because we were all not dry. Oh. You know, and it rained on top of that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so anyway, yeah, all I did was fly, bus, bus, fly. And everything went as smooth as could possibly be. Alaska Airlines, by the way, very good airline. Very good. Not like Frontier who, who, I flew who, Alaska back. That was my flight back from uh, from from Seattle. That you, was I was I booked that flight last minute to get us back. When you fly Frontier, your goal is to save as much money as you can. Correct. Then what happens is you buy the ticket and you're like, "Ooh, I got a really good deal on this. I but saved you like two hundred dollars." But you don't. But then you know what happens? They start. They charge you for bags. And they this charge and you right. for the carry on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You don't. Really they save charge you for water. No, yeah, they, they don't. Screw you. I think they do. No, girl. I got water and snacks there. Really? <laughs> yeah. For free? No, I paid yeah. for the snacks. There you go. But I got yeah, water. Yeah, that's, that's what we thought. Oh. But it was like more than just like the pretzel snacks, you know, because yeah. we had an eight. Well, we all I know is this. I'm, George, I'm glad you traveled safely. Laura, I'm glad you traveled safely. I'm glad to be back safe. Uh, Lindsay, did you travel at all? Nope. Um, I'm, I'm supposed to go back to uh, L.A. Wednesday morning, so... Well, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. All right. Well, I'm glad everybody's safe, traveled safely, and we're all back together again after what was an incredible weekend. George, you're already talking about USC. Lots of college football. I know that's on my mind. NFL football out of control this past weekend. It's only week two. And we got a million things to talk about today. So glad everybody's back. Yeah. Laura, you have my cut. Did I, did I actually call? Is this the one I actually called the interception before it happened? I don't know because he threw two interceptions. So I don't know if they cut the, the, the one that I actually – Called ahead of time. All right, let me hear it. Real quick. Let's hear it. Trips to the right here for Dart. Keontae Ingram to his right in the backfield. Gary Bryant in motion to the left. Dart over the middle. Intercepted. No, Intercepted by Daniel Isom. He's at the 40. No, that's fine. I mean, that, that yeah, but that wasn't the one. There was, I'm t he was one where he was rolling to his right, and he threw it off his, you know, like one foot sidearm. And I said it in real time. I was like, and an ill-advised pass, and it's intercepted. Because I knew, uh, I knew it was going nowhere. That, that pass, he'd be lucky to complete it. But they looked completely different in the second half. Completely different. And you know who looks completely different? Tell me. The one team 
that is a fan favorite here in Los Angeles. We'll tell you who on the other side. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Okay, so we do need to talk about this for a second because <laughs> whenever we do this Zoom meeting... I know. It's a problem. I get it. You're always apologizing. I can't help myself. Because, well, no, I'm not just not just because you're... But you can. You yeah. can. You can. Well, I haven't been able yeah. to yet. So Chris is right. You always have the some sound playing, like yeah, while we're doing yeah. the Zoom call, right? And, and you he goes, got... "Wait, hang on, guys. I gotta figure out. Hang on, guys. I got, got a window that's playing sound, and I don't know which one it is." Right, right, right. You do True. that. True, guilty. And then somebody—I don't know if it was Lindsay or Chris—but someone asked you the question, "Can't you just figure out which tab is open?" And you said, "No, I've got Windows," and. Then everybody was like, wait a second, you're opening up all those windows? You're not just opening up one window with a bunch of tabs? Right. Yeah. Why the windows? I don't, listen, I'm not sure. Here's what I can tell you right now. Mm -hmm. That we get into these Zoom meetings, right? And first of all, I don't like to ever be late, okay? Right. I hate being late for anything in life, so I always want to make sure I'm on time. I don't like to waste other people's time. So that's like my first thing, be there on time. Yeah. Secondly, I like to have all my prep work in front of me. And I'll have a bunch of different windows open. For example, George, right now, I've got a full window open. By the way, this is using Chrome as my browser. I've got the NFL standings in one window. I've got the box score for USD, USC and Washington State in another window. And I've got the box score for the Raiders and the Steelers in another window. I've got the box score for the Rams game in another window. I mean, I have like, like 10 different windows open. And so we're in the middle of this conversation like, okay, at this time we're going to talk about this and we're, gonna, we're thinking about doing this. And then all of a sudden, you'll hear Stephen A. Smith go, well, let me tell you something. This is how it's going to be. And I'm like, wait, is that from my computer? Is that from somebody else's computer? Hey, sorry to interrupt the meeting, everybody. But if I push mute, then I'm not going to be able to hear any of you. And now I got to try and figure out which window has Stephen A. ranting and raving. And then I got to close like 10 windows. But then I got to open them all up again. But so that's cool. But you could do all those same things, as Lindsay pointed out, just by opening one window and opening up tabs. And by the way, on the tabs, if there's sound playing, there's going to be like a little sound thing in the tab. Really? So you can figure out which one of them it is. Okay, this is news to me because I do have one window open with multiple tabs. I've got one email address open, another email address. I've got our Google Doc open. I've got our million-dollar challenge that we're doing starting today open. And I've got a calendar open. I've got five different things open in one window. Here's the thing. I hate being late because I don't like to waste other people's time. And I hate to interrupt a meeting because I can't figure out which tab is open. And here's the worst part of this. This isn't something that only happens with us. I'm on Zoom calls all day long. And this happened all day. Oh, my God. Listen, what you need to do, Cap, is Mm -hmm. you need to, instead of all the windows... Just open the tab because then when you when you hover over the tabs, mm-hmm. there like Sedano said, there's like a l- the little icon that looks like a speaker, and you mm-hmm. can just hit mute when it's playing a sound, and then you right. don't have to close everything else. Right, right. Like, look, I'm gonna open up ESPN.com in a tab right now, mm-hmm. okay? 
And ESPN.com is certainly infamous for having sound play, like mm-hmm. very, you know, very regularly. So, see? You hear that, right? Yep, I can hear it in the background. All right. All right. So that, that's sound playing. As I look to my right, Lindsay's right. I'm going to mute it now. There is a little tab. In my tab, there is a little thing that has a speaker. So because I know it has the speaker, I can just close it. Okay, I'm trying it right now as we speak. I'm trying yeah. it. I'm trying yeah, it right now. Open ESPN.com on a Got tab. Got it. Did it. Yeah. Did it. Got it. Yeah. I don't see any little speaker. I don't Wait, see anything. Wait, let it play something first. Oh. Is it playing anything? No, I don't know. I have my, my computer on mute. That's the problem. Now you don't. Now you have it on mute. Yeah. See, this is a big. This is a big issue. You know, listen, people. People have had all kinds of problems in the last year and a half in life because we've all become, uh, you know, addicted to Zoom. You know, you you got people that don't think their cameras on that are doing, you know, like their personal business because yeah. they don't think anybody's watching. Mm-hmm. My only issue is is that I'm on Zoom, and by the way, I want to say something. I'm the guy with my video on, whereas yeah. four of the five people have their video off. So well, I was I'm, on today. You were for a short period of time. I, I'm the guy who's got my video on. The whole time today. I'm hum- You know what you were, as a matter of fact? Because you were wearing a very nice white V-neck T-shirt, which I like a V-neck very much more than a crew neck. Um, I'm the guy that interrupts the meetings with windows that are open and something happening on ESPN.com, and I'm the guy who's panicking and freaking out. I'm so sorry. Please excuse me. Right, but all me. these things are avoidable is what we're saying to you. I know. I know. I got to get, get better, man. I do. And I got to learn my Apple. We're just doing it for your own good, especially once you said it happens. You know, it's one thing is for us to happen for it to happen with us. I mean, whatever. We'll laugh about it. But if you're doing that in like real important meetings, good Lord. I know. And I'm and by the way, I'm looking now. I've got a window open. I've got two ESPN.com tabs and neither one of them is telling me that there's any audio happening. Maybe there isn't. Well, there's probably no audio at that given moment. But yeah. All right. Well, excuse me for interrupting the meeting today, everybody. I, I hate to be a pain in the ass. You know, I mean, it's okay. It's okay. Like, it's funny. I told immediately when it happened, I started laughing. I'm like, this is great show content. (laughs) I don't know, man. It's it's bad news. It really is. I mean, listen, it's one thing when you're on mute on Zoom and they're talking to you and you're actually talking. Wait, can you not hear me? Hello. Is this thing on? Can you not hear? And then you realize you're on mute. Oh, sorry, everybody. I was on mute. My bad. My bad. But this is for me. I I can't seem to. I've got 10 different windows open. They're all yapping about something. And then it's interrupting the meeting, and now I'm the bad guy in the meeting, and now I'm not even paying. Attention no, no, no. To the Let's not get carried away. No one's saying you're a bad guy. Like, well, Chris was. Chris like... Morales was. Chris Morales was definitely. Really? Yeah, he was. He was. He was shaming me. He was. He was window shaming me. <laughs> At least you're not cursing because sometimes you're driving. I get road rage on some of the calls. So it's okay. <laughs> we all have a thing. Yeah, it's all this good. is my thing. My thing is I'm a mess, and today I'm a hot mess because I have one of those like Monday hangovers not like a drunken hangover just a long weekend of traveling and a wedding and seeing a lot of people and george you must have a monday hangover too because not only did you have to schlep all over the country and go to that usc game in the hardest place to get to in college football but didn't you do like five different shows today i did three different tv shows and i also had to wake up at 3 40 in the morning because my three-year-old had too much sugar uh, for his birthday yesterday and uh, was having nightmares yeah yeah what shows did you do today I did my uh, UFC show uh, oh. that I do weekly with Chill mm-hmm. Sonnen on ESPN+. Plus. Yeah. I did Around the Horn. I did The Jump. Jeez. Anybody at ESPN want to like think about scheduling a little bit? Like, Give this kid a break. He just traveled all the way around the world to get to a college football game. <laughs> then the kid gets home. And he's got four shows to do in, on Monday. Like, somebody, please, like, s- schedule makers, can you give this kid a break? It is what it is. I love how you call him kid. I call everybody kid. 
Yeah, I don't care. I actually appreciate you calling. Yeah, me I call kid. everybody kid. Like sometimes yeah. I'm not one of those year old guy. Like here, I'll give you an example. I just I, think I, it's I, cute. I, it's like it's endearing. Well, well, as I'll give you a, before you go, I'll give you an example. I actually did that to somebody recently. I said, "Hey, great job, kid," and they got offended when I said that. No way. <laughs> they did. They were well. You could tell they were they were offended by the way they responded, and they said, "Thanks, adult." And Ooh. I was like, "Okay, all right then. Oh, Sorry." My. Mm. Yeah, it's not that serious, dude. Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, I, the kid. I mean, he's a kid. Oh, my Everybody's God. Kid, dude, I know? want, whenever I go to the grocery store and someone asks me for my ID, if I have bought a bottle of wine, I'm like literally like fumbling. Here, here, take it. Yeah. Here, my, mine's the opposite. Same. When I walk into a bar, I walk into a bar and they, they ask for ID and people in front of me and they don't ask me for I, my ID. I'm like, yo, 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 you don't want my ID? Like, no, sir, you're, 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 you're okay. I'm like, no, no, let, check my ID, please. Yeah, I, mean, I, I love check. people checking my ID. It's yeah. a matter of age perspective, though. In your 20s, you don't want anyone checking your ID. Yeah. Now I want everybody checking my oh ID. Oh, my God. Please. Yeah. Hand it over. So, Can you keep it if you want? In the meantime, bottom line is this. I'm going to do better yeah. at figuring out yeah. how to make sure that I don't have 10 windows open on a Zoom right. call so that everybody can hear Stephen A's rant from earlier that, smor- that morning on yeah. First Take. Yeah. All right, listen, coming up next, I didn't get to what we were going to talk about, which was a team that's cl- close to the hearts of those in L.A., that could be making some waves. We'll tell you who it is. It's the Raiders. And it's a very simple question. Are the Raiders actually good? All right, we'll tackle that next, pun intended. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. What do you have to say about that, Kaplan? Well, it was probably like that uh, Brontosaurus burger that Fred puts on the top of his car that probably fell off and whacked me in the head. That probably sounds more like it. I'm not so sure about one of those boulders. Unless Bam Bam I, I, threw one, and I was like, oh, I like can catch the, that. The Flintstones better or the Jeffersons? I mean the Jeffersons, the Jetsons, sorry. Oh, oh, that Flintstones. That, yeah, that's an easy one for me. I, I'm much more of a Flintstones guy than a Jetsons guy. Yeah. yeah. How about you? I kind of like the Jetsons a little more, to be honest with you. I mean, the Flintstones were good, don't get me wrong. They were more popular for sure, but I was a little bit of a hipster as a kid and liked the Jetsons more. Yeah, um, I, I couldn't name the Jetsons family, you know, but I can name the Flintstone family. And, you know, when I was a kid, you'd have those Flintstone vitamins that they would that your parents would buy you back in the day. They were like just like yeah. rocks of they're, sugar. They're delicious. But, they're they're well, actually, they're good. I actually overdosed on Flintstone vitamins when what? I was in high school. What do you mean you overdosed? Yeah, How does that even happen? So I, I bought them because I was like, oh, I'm going to start being more healthy and eat more vitamins. And then I like would eat them by the handful because they tasted so good and so then i was in, i remember i was in high school and i was sitting in computer class and my friend was like you're really orange and i was like what and she was like yeah you're super orange you, you should go to the nurse my teacher's like yeah you should you don't look right and <laughs> and long story short i i had too many flintstone vitamins and it turned my skin orange for like a day or two Oy vey. Oh, see the purple one to me, there was always that purple Fred and you'd bite into it. I don't know. There was like a soury taste that happened in my mouth right away. So I, I like the Flintstones vitamins in theory. Do they have a gummy version 
of a Flintstone vitamin in today's day? Yeah, they do now. They yeah, do. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Everything is gummy now, bro. I just had a bunch of goalie before the show. Good to go. Goalie? Fast to solvable are the way to go. Yeah, hmm. goalie, bro. You don't have goalie? You're not even no. goalie? No, what's goalie? Goalie is like, uh, they're like these little gummies for like different kinds. They have, I mean, originally it was apple cider vinegar gummies, but mm -hmm. now they've got like a whole, you know, slate of uh, different uh, gummies or whatever for you that are good for you. All right. Well, I'm, I'm only um, kind of partial to the Kirkland. Are version. you a little constipated? I mean, the apple cider vinegar will do you well. No, no, I'm not having that issue. But okay. um, apple cider vinegar is also good for the acid reflux. It is. So, it, so maybe it is I'll absolutely good for take you some again. of that. Yeah, it's great stuff. Yeah. I love goalie. Everybody's in on goalie. J-Lo promotes goalie. Uh, Alex Rodriguez, when they were together, were doing goalie together. So, amongst other things, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, uh, you know who's working together, too? The mm -hmm. Raiders' offense and defense for the first time, I feel like, in decades. What the hell is going on with the Raiders? It's a good question. You know, you, you think about the biggest wins of the weekend. and You think mm -hmm. about some of these NFL games from this past weekend, and you'd be pretty hard-pressed. I mean, we can have this discussion, but... The Raiders, week one, beating Baltimore the way they did in dramatic fashion at the end of the game, you might have thought, well, that's a whole lot of emotion, the crowd, the first game in Vegas with the fans, this spectacular comeback, um, this crazy win, and now they're going to play on a shortened week because that was the Monday night game. So, you know, you take Tuesday, and you've really only got Wednesday, Thursday-ish to prepare for Sunday's game. And for the Steelers the week before, George, you know, they go on the road to Buffalo, and many of us were having this conversation after week one. Did we overrate the Bills? Were the Steelers under everybody's radar? Wow, what a spectacular win for Pittsburgh to go to Buffalo week one and get that win. But for the Raiders, on again, this is what I would call a shortened week to travel cross-country to play in the early window in a hostile environment, and somehow come away with a win over Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And look, Steelers had an injury along the way. Their best defensive end, Watt, went out of this game. But excuses, forget about injuries as excuses, because the Raiders had their own injuries to deal with, especially on their O-line. I don't know that there was a better win and maybe a more unexpected win this past weekend than the Raiders over the Steelers. I would make the case that the Raiders have the best... Um... Like, if there was a team, a 2-0 team that I felt I'm most impressed by, it's the Raiders because it's unexpected considering their schedule being the Ravens and the Steelers in games one and two. Right. Um, and by the way, let's just let's talk about it from a little bit different perspective, which is the Raiders are 2-0, the Broncos are 2-0, the Chiefs lose last night to the Ravens, the same team that the Raiders beat in week one. So think about that. Baltimore, I don't know if everybody was watching Sunday Night Football last night, what a game, what a win, what a gutsy call at the end to go for it on fourth down. You give Patrick Mahomes the ball back with a minute, you're toast. Um, but you're right. I mean, looking around the league, Tampa Bay's 2-0, we expected that. Carolina's 2-0, probably most people didn't. San Francisco and the Rams are both 2-0, and, the, and the, the Cardinals as well. But the Raiders at 2-0 is probably the biggest shock of the first two weeks of the season, given who they played, where they played, when they played, the Raiders, you asked the question, are they for real? George, it's two weeks into the season. I'm not sure yet if I'm being totally transparent through this. I'm not sure if the Raiders are for real. I do know this. They've got two extremely impressive wins in the first two weeks of the season. 
Uh, yeah, I'm really, really impressed by them. I, I didn't think I was going to – I didn't know what to think, to be honest with you. Um, I, you know, I expected 0-2, to be frank with you, after their first two games, and I thought they'd be around 8-9 and or 9-8, and but they, you know, I know it's early. They look great, man. Well, the results look good. And 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 by the way, they're well, scheduled. And, and Derek Carr, by the way, looks like the 2016 Derek Carr. And you and I talked about it. We, you know, when Keyshawn said the thing about he's one of the elite quarterbacks, you and I kind of like, come on, Key. Like, what are you doing? Taking a shot of Gruden here? What are you doing? And, and, and he seems to be right through two games. Well, yeah. I mean, again, let, let's start from the beginning. A win against the Ravens, 33 to 27, unexpected. But the energy of the home crowd in the first game of the crowd, okay, you could kind of buy that. The second game, on the road at Pittsburgh. You know, last week the conversation was this. Well, do you think the Raider fans are going to take over Heinz Field? And the Steeler players, Cam Hayward in particular, the defensive lineman, was like, um, let me explain something to you people. See, the Raiders can go to San Diego and take over the Charger fan base, but the Raiders can't come here to Pittsburgh and take over. It doesn't happen here. We're the Steelers. We go places and take over. Nobody comes here and takes over. George, when you look at the Raiders' schedule now at 2-0, and they play against the Dolphins at home this weekend. Tua got hurt this past weekend. Rib injuries. Who knows who the, their starting quarterback will be for Miami. Then the Raiders come home. The Raiders come to L.A. to SoFi Stadium to play in, you know, really the house that Stan built, but maybe you might call it the house that Jerry built. Did you happen to see, George, any of, of what happened yesterday between the Cowboys and the Chargers? I did, yes. I watched all the games yesterday. Cowboy fans took over SoFi Stadium. And reports from inside the stadium were... Is that a shock, though? No, not a shock at all. Not, not, but here's what I'm getting at. Yeah. The Raiders are 2-0. They're home against the Dolphins, who now have an injured quarterback who just got blasted this past weekend by Buffalo. And then they're going to go to L.A., and I say go to, I should say come home, and take on the Chargers, and it will be 99% Raider fans. And all of a sudden, the Raiders could find themselves at 4-0 to go home against the Bears. Could you imagine the Raiders start off 5-0, and how exciting that would be? It would be incredible. I mean, I, I think people here would lose their mind because there's a ton of Raider fans here. Well, I'll say this. Um, the win against Baltimore was great because you're at home and it's the first night with fans, blah, blah, blah. But the, to go on the road in Pittsburgh on a natural grass field, and if you're hearing me and you're going, well, what does that mean? They play on turf. They play indoors. That's what their home is. When you go east and you find yourself playing on, on natural grass, it's a different deal. Different shoes, different footing. You may think I'm out of my mind. I'm telling you it is a factor. That's what home field is for the Steelers. To go there and win that game the way they did it, convincingly. Probably the most impressive win of the weekend. And there were a lot yeah. of great games this weekend. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm with you. I think that... the. <laughs> They looked really damn good. And here's the thing. I'm going to say it right now, nice and loud, so all the Raider fans can hear it because they get uh, all bent out of shape sometimes, you know, when we say stuff. Your team, I think your team is good. And I think Derek Carr, I think Key was right. Do we have the Key sound that we played last week? Yeah, if you can find that, let me know. Because Key nailed it. Keyshawn, by the way, Jay Will and Max, each and every morning right here on the station, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m., leading into Travis and Sliwa from 10 to 1, and then Mason Ireland 1 to 4, and then us 4 to 7. So, yeah, like, I, bro, I, I I thought Key was, I'm like, yo, Key, I legitimately thought Key was taking a shot at Gruden there. Just like, you know, that kind of thing of like, ah, Gruden, you should be winning because you got a better quarterback than everyone says you do, you know? 
So, but he, he, he was right. I don't think he was trolling Gruden. We have it. Let me hear it. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, look, I, I, I can only say this, George. It's two weeks into the season. Are the Raiders impressive at 2-0? and Yeah. Who they've beaten, where they've beaten them, how they've beaten them, those are impressive wins. And again, when the Ravens host last night Kansas City and find a way to win what everybody thinks is the best team in the AFC, Kansas City, the Raiders have a win. And by the way, they beat Kansas City last year, but they have a win over the Ravens, who just beat Kansas City. And they've got a win over the Steelers, who in week one went on the road and beat the Buffalo Bills, who yesterday beat the Miami Dolphins 35 to nothing. These are two quality wins. And just to give you some perspective on, on what I mean by that, George, look, the Rams go on the road yesterday. Did the Rams look great in a 27-24 win over the Colts? What would you think? I mean, listen, I think a win on the road is a win on the road, and that's hard as hell to do in, in the NFL. So I think it's a good win. Okay, I agree with you. Because anytime you're a West Coast team, and you travel to the East Coast, and you play in the 10 o'clock window, advantage goes to the home team. And right. I give the Rams a ton of credit because even though it wasn't pretty, and even though they didn't blow out the Colts, um, and even though they didn't look as good as they did against the very mediocre Bears the week earlier, the bottom line is find a way to win. Scratch it out, claw it out, find a way to win, particularly road games, especially against teams that you're better than, and the Rams are better than the Colts. My point is only this. The Rams are 2-0. They've beaten the Bears and the Colts. The Raiders are 2-0. They've beaten the Ravens and the Steelers. Which 2-0 do you find to be more impressive? Right now, through two weeks, I'll take the Raiders two wins. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, coming up next, let's dive into the Rams a little further and get into this kind of Chargers-Cowboys thing. Because the Chargers did the thing that... I guess Charger fans have grown accustomed to. We'll explain what that means uh, in just a moment. Stick around. Uh, we'll be back in one minute and 15 seconds. I've always said, I feel like if this music were playing and I was walking down the street, I'd have to strut. Because it's like strutting music right here. I feel you it's on like that, with you dense my, my strutting music is Disco Inferno. I've talked about this in the past, but when I hear yes. Disco Inferno, I strut, man, like I'm Ric Flair walking into the ring. <laughs> Do you wear the feather boas as well? I mean, if I had a really nice robe that was all and bedazzled and everything yeah. and said yeah. cap on the back, that would be, that would be really dope. <laughs> dope AF? AF is right, George Sedano. Hey, by the way, you want to know something else that's dope AF? What? I'm on fire in the ESPN 710 Fantasy Football League. And I suck at fantasy football. Hey, L.A. Mike, I destroyed you this week, 121-78. to 78. Crushed you, dude. And I got a terrible team. My team is horrendous. And I don't do anything. I don't make trades. I don't set the lineup. So that tells you, L.A. Mike, that you're a worse fantasy football player than I am right now. So get in the game, bro. Come on. Are you 2-0? 2-0, George. Look at that. It's impressive. Thank you. Uh, by the way, Martin Vallejo. Uh, tweets us and says, tell Cap the Raiders play on grass. They roll the grass in on a tray for their games. Well, I did look you. that up during the break, and they do do that at Allegiant You know what? Stadium. That's a very good point, and I, I stand corrected. The, I do remember last week with, that, uh, with the, the game against Baltimore, they actually showed it, how they get the field in, kind of the way they do it in Arizona. So I stand corrected. Nice job out of you, sir. Yeah. That's actually pretty nice that they're able to grow real grass in, in Arizona, in Nevada. So can't be easy. I don't know how they do it exactly. Roll that grass in, and, and but it is. Listen, here's the thing. It is a very different surface. Wait, wait, wait. 
You yeah. don't have an ergonomics degree? You're like you don't know how to, you know, grow grass? Um, is that what ergonomics are? Yeah. Hmm. I thought that ergonomics are like how you sit in your office chair so you don't get like scoliosis. Oh no, no, you're right. What am I I'm thinking er, <laughs> what is the what is the the study of grass? It is um weed turfonomics? No, no, no. <laughs> Agrostology is what it's called. Sorry. Agrostology. Oh, you were close. Come on, really? Yeah. No, I had that wrong. Okay, because ergonomics. Ergonom right, you're right, Lindsay, because ergonomically uh, uh, built chair or whatever they call right, it. Or right, or like here. you're sitting in your car and you're like, ergonomically, I can get to this controller and that controller, and it just makes things a whole lot easier in the car because it's been ergonomically designed. Now, Kirk Morrison has texted me and says UNLV plays on turf, though, inside the stadium. So they oh. don't lay the grass out for UNLV. They lay it out for uh, the Raiders. Okay. Well, look, the, the point I was trying to make was this. And I was so you were partially right. They do have turf on, on well, some games. The point I was trying to make was this. When you're the Raiders and you leave Las Vegas – you and leave you fly, Las Vegas. That's right. Are you, you loathing when you're leaving Las no, Vegas? I'm not loathing well? when I'm leaving this particular no. Las Vegas. No, different okay. different leaving, okay? Okay. When you fly cross-country to Pittsburgh, when you play in what is considered a hostile environment, when you play against a legendary franchise, uh, when, you play against, when you're playing as the underdog, and you're playing on a natural grass surface that is, I mean, it's, it can be very muddy. Now, look, it's still early. It's still September. It's not November or December, but... It's a different kind of surface. And so what I was getting at was all of these factors kind of work against a road team, especially a West Coast road team playing in the early window. That's what I thought made the Raiders win that much more impressive. And thanks for listening, Kirk Morrison. Thank you for listening, yes. Thank you for your patronage. Uh, so anyhow, real quick on the Chargers. Now you are, I would say, have like a PhD in the Chargers, okay? And, uh, and everything that's happened to them historically okay but I feel like what we saw this past weekend not only was the stadium overtaken by Cowboy fans which was look expected let's be real here Cowboy fans pretty much take over almost any stadium but certainly take over a stadium with the Chargers where the Chargers have had that happen to them a lot recently and especially but, in LA because let's face it I mean there are a oh, lot yeah, of yeah. Cowboy fans in Southern yeah. California tons tons now I'm not trying to take away what the Cowboys did. I'm not. I mean, a win is a win is a win is a win. But the Chargers had six penalties, okay? Six penalties. I want to make sure I got this right. That took away two touchdowns, right. okay? Two. Uh, here it is. Chargers had six. I'm sorry. Chargers had, Chargers had six first downs and two pass touchdowns taken off the board due to penalties. Mm -hmm. Both Called back TDs would have given the Chargers the lead in the game. The Chargers always find a way to grab defeats from the jaws of victory, basically. The opposite of what it, the saying is supposed to be. Right. Yeah, look, that, that is the San Diego Chargers, who, by the way, very interestingly, uh, Jerry Jones was doing an interview this past weekend, and he referred to them as the San Diego Chargers. And if it wasn't for Jerry Jones... The Chargers would still be in San Diego. I mean, Jerry was the one who opened the door for the Chargers to possibly move into L.A., and the only reason the Chargers really ultimately did that is because they were worried that the, the Raiders might move into L.A., and then they would really be screwed. But they do have a way. No, 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 but dude, let, me, let me play that back a little bit, all right? Do you think the, Ra the Chargers would have been screwed had they been the team that gone, that gone to Las Vegas? Because I don't. No. 
No, no, no. What I'm saying is, is that if the Chargers stayed in San Diego and the Raiders moved to LA oh. with the Rams, then the oh, Chargers right, that would have been really screwy. big problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you no. on that. But don't you think that the play should have been the Raiders came to LA and the Chargers were the team to go to Vegas? Because Vegas was going to adopt whatever team they got. They weren't going right. to be picky about it. Right. I mean, if you would have told me that the Chargers moved to, to Vegas, I don't think you'd have anybody um, in Las Vegas saying, no, 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 we don't want them. We wanted the Raiders, so we're not going to support right. those guys. All Vegas yeah. wanted was an NFL football team. The difference is, is that the owner of the Raiders, believe it or not, and this is hard to believe, but had the foresight to eventually say, well, we're never going to get something done here in Oakland, so what's plan B? And since the NFL yeah. gave us and the Chargers the option, but they get the first choice, once the Chargers took it, then Mark Davis had to figure out what he was going to do, and Vegas became you know, a natural place to go, and it's, I think it's turned out so far to be a great success. Uh, but the Chargers, traditionally, George, doesn't matter where they play, doesn't matter who their coach is, doesn't matter who the quarterback is, doesn't matter who the refereeing crew is, the Chargers find ways to lose. So you can tell me all year long about this roster and this young quarterback and this young kid coach who had the number one defense for the Rams, and I'm going to tell you, that's fine. It all looks good on paper. Just wait until they go out and play. They will find ways to lose games. They always have, no matter who the coach is, no matter who the quarterback is. It really does stink, man, no matter who it is. And, and it sucks because, I mean, I don't know if Brandon Staley is a good coach or not. I guess we'll have to find out. But, I mean, we know Justin Herbert is good. <laughs> but the penalties, like, oh, my God. Like, watching that game was so frustrating watching that for them. Yeah, and I suppose if you were a Cowboys fan, you weren't so frustrated as you looked at Dak no. Prescott and you said, wow, what a performance by Dak. Not that it was so spectacular. 23 of 27, 237 yards, so the stats look pretty nice. Um, no touchdown passes, one interception, but the running game of the Cowboys. And it really wasn't Zeke Elliott, who had 16 carries for 71 yards. It was Tony Pollard, 13 carries, George, for 109 yeah. yards and a touchdown, yep. averaging 8.4 yards per carry. Give that man the ball. Yeah, that guy was insane, for sure. But, yeah, I, I am um, – man, the Chargers are one of these teams that proverbially uh, we feel like they're supposed to be good, and then they never end up being good. Right. That is how it has always been. I mean, always has been. Now, you can now there were back. a lot of celebrities there, though, uh, to watch the Cowboys, I presume. Right? Yes, yes, make that clear. Because, cause again, if you're the ownership of the Chargers and you're going, look at us. We moved from little San Diego. We're now Hollywood. LeBron James and Magic Johnson are tweeting from our game. No, 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 that's not true. LeBron James and Magic Johnson were tweeting yesterday from the Cowboy game that was being played in L.A., not the Charger game hosting the Cowboys. Because I'll tell you right now that if the Cincinnati Bengals were in town, I don't think LeBron James and Magic Johnson are at the game. If the Cincinnati Bengals are in town, I don't know that uh, Conor McGregor and, and Post Malone are hanging out with Jerry Jones. Well, because Jerry wouldn't be there because he doesn't own the Bengals. But my point is that the celebrities showed up yesterday because the Cowboys were in town. That's the deal. Yeah, I don't think there's any question about that. But it, look, man, I think if you're them, they've already increased their, uh, 
their value, right, to like $3 billion or something ridiculous like that. Their their value has increased by over $2 billion just moving. But, Whether but they, George, people like them or not or their stadium, people are you know going to their stadium because of them or not. It doesn't matter. The uh, the ownership group is, ma- is going to make out like bandits one way or another. But just, just to clarify one thing on that, which is this. Yeah, when quickly because we have to break. Yep, Sorry. When the Rams moved from St. Louis to L.A., they went from 28th on the Forbes list to like number three or four on the Forbes list. When the Chargers moved from San Diego to L.A., they went from like 22 to about 18. So the increase went up, but it wasn't nearly as dramatic as moving from St. Yeah, Louis but to that, L.A. But the dollar figures are what matter there. Um, all right, real quick. Coming up next, Steve Ballmer talking smack about your Los Angeles Laker fans. Oh, yeah. On the record. All right. We'll hear from him in just a moment. Stick around. We're back in three minutes.